You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to another Instant Reaction podcast here on Through the Smoke. Following spring practice number eight, uh, access was cut for spring practice number seven. So that's why we didn't have an instant reaction following Tuesday's practice. But we were back out there regularly scheduled media viewings on Thursday. And Gabby, I mean, really, it was... Uh, well, first, I guess we should start with some of the red jersey non-contact stuff, right? Uh, Elijah Royo, tight end, was in a red. Um, who else am I missing? Chance Williams. Chance Williams was in a red. Uh, that might be it. Yeah, usual suspect. Uh, Jalen Knight and Don Chaney more. Don, uh, Ryan Rodriguez. Uh, it's some of the guys that were in red last week still in red now. But Chance Williams and Elijah Royo, I think, are the two new ones. Yeah, still this, the same injured guys for the whole spring are still injured and, you know, not full participants. Um, but Elijah Arroyo is a new one that, you know, a red non-contact is better than being off to the side with the injured out group. So I would assume Elijah will be a full go at some point again this spring. Um, so what did we see that was interesting on Thursday? I think... You know, really the the talking point is still the offense. Um, I feel I wrote this on Inside the U um, in our observations, Gabby, but um, I feel like with each passing practice, Tyler kind of separates himself a little more and more from the pack with his ball placement, with his trajectories. um, he's, um, He's just much better than the rest of the group. And uh, I thought that was the case again on Thursday. And, and the gap uh, widens with each practice. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree that, you know, Tyler Van Dyke is definitely widening that that gap between him and Jake Garcia. Uh, I, you know, I think it's a good thing. And even just kind of just looking back to even this time last year, we kind of thought that this would have been a situation where, you know, if D.R. King would have remained healthy and he was on track to return, that, you know, this would have been an opportunity for Tyler Van Dyke and Jake Garcia to, to really compete for a starting job. And, you know, what I, my takeaway was, was if this was a competition, if this really was one of those things, I mean, Tyler Van Dyke would just be pulling away by by a lot right now. So I think it's encouraging that, you know, quarterback one is, is proving to be quarterback one and just excelling. And I think even just watching him go through practice today, it's I think it's just obvious that, uh you know, he's just continuing to just climb that ladder and you know i thought he made a lot of really good plays i mean found jaleel skinner uh you know during the bat the second viewing portion of practice during 11 on 11 work i thought he was really efficient i mean first throw of the day that we saw out there rolled out to the right uh found Keyshawn smith on the pylon at, at the front pylon and you know i thought that was a really good throw and you know just good to see him do it outside the pocket uh found jaleel skinner on a seam about 15 yards that was a really you know 
really just great throw great placement and uh you know definitely not an easy spot to put it in i thought he was pretty money on that so you know encouraging to see tyler van dyke you know just continuing to be tyler van dyke which is what we need him to be what miami needs him to be if uh you know they're gonna have a big year in 2022 yeah he started out that 11 on 11 period hot i think his first touchdown in that period was like a it was like a 20 yard rollout to the right and um Keyshawn Smith was running a crosser from the far side of the field and um, Tyler hit him on the sideline for a touchdown. Great throw, great catch. Um, to me, that's that's one of the areas where Tyler can really work on this offseason is, is throwing on the run to expand his game. Um, and yeah, overall, the first team offense was uh, better, much better than the first team defense. But I will say... After that first little period where the offense was hot, the defense settled down a little bit and, and did get some stops, which was good to see. Um, again, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say the defense was good by any means, but they did get some stops. One notable thing I um, that I don't think we had seen yet up to this point, Gabby, we saw rotation at safety with the first team yep. between Al Blades, who they've moved around a lot. They've they've worked him at nickel. They've worked him on the outside at corner, and now they're working him at safety. And they were rotating him and James Williams um, in that safety spot with Avante Williams as the uh, starting, the other starting safety. Um, so that was interesting. Um, they also had Isaiah Dunson working with the first team at corner. Um, in those looks, they would have DJ Ivy as the other outside corner and then they would kick to Corey couch inside at nickel um so just trying out different looks um jake lichtenstein was first team d tackle along with jordan miller for for what i saw most of the time uh with chance williams in a red jersey that elevated thomas davis to the first team and then they would rotate in cyrus moss at times um and one play, I think it was Jafari Harvey, had a nice yeah. little PBU at the line of scrimmage against the first-team offense. So that was the play of the day for the defense. Um, I will note that I do feel like the linebackers were kind of getting picked on uh, in 11-on-11 work, uh, both in the passing game and the run game was, was kind of rough to watch um, with that position group. Am I missing anything else, or should we jump into some recruiting? No, we can jump in. So, top quarterback target, Jaden Rashada, was on campus watching practice. Uh, early on, he was interacting a lot with Ed Reed. They probably talked, I don't know, 20 to 30 minutes. And it looked like a uh, engaged conversation going both ways. But anyways big deal that Jaden Rashad is on campus this is Miami's opportunity to sell itself to one of the premier quarterbacks in the country for the 2023 class yeah I mean definitely a, a great opportunity and you know getting him down here was it was a big deal I know that you know we've been reporting for a while that Rashad was was kind of is kind of like the guy or a guy that was emerging early on and is definitely the guy now so for, for Miami to have him on campus right now is a big deal uh, we will be here t uh, today, Thursday, and also Friday. Um, so a couple days that he'll be able to spend around the program. 
Um, you know, I mean, this, this is a big time, you know, a big time talent that, you know, is just able to, you know, take in the whole Miami practice experience and just to be around the program. I know that, you know, definitely notable that he spent that much time talking with Ed Reed. He was also there with his dad and uh, his brother, Roman Rashada, who's a BYU commit and a defensive back. So, you know, uh, Ed Reed could potentially be someone that Roman Rashada, you know, maybe idolizes or just, you know, admired growing up as a, you know, guy that spent, you know, a ton of time in the league and obviously in, in now in the NFL Hall of Fame. So um, I think that's definitely notable. And, you know, just kind of talking to someone connected to Rashada, you know, even just now on the way out of practice, it sounds like everything's going well. Obviously, a lot more time he's going to spend here on campus uh, before he heads home or back to the hotel for the night. So, uh, you know, definitely stay tuned and locked on to the site for more Jaden Rashada updates. How long is he? Is he here in in Miami again is it through Saturday will he be at Saturday's practice as well or does he jet out before then I think before then I think he'll be here uh, Thursday and Friday I'm not sure about Saturday I can like double check that but I think it'll just be today and tomorrow sounds good to see who else were there any other notable recruits we saw recent commits Bobby and Robbie Washington after practice hanging out anyone else to know yeah, uh, definitely a few notable names to know. Um, top two four seven cornerback Dijon Johnson. Uh, he's from Tampa Wharton. Uh, really, a guy that I think Miami's needed to get on campus. I think he's a big time talent. I mean, Oklahoma, USC, Alabama, Florida, Georgia. Others are all making a push. I think he he could potentially be one of the best in in the Sunshine State, along with Cormani McLean, uh, Damari Brown, and others like that. But I think Deshaun Johnson needs to be a priority guy for the staff. I believe he is. I mean, just everything I've heard, um, you know, he's definitely someone this the staff is high on. I think we've reflected that on Inside the U, you know, just over the course of the cycle. So definitely good to get him on campus. Uh, we also have another top 247 offensive lineman, Madden Sanker, um, from Douglasville in Georgia. He's a two-time wrestling state champ, an interior offensive lineman that, you know, finally made his way down to South Florida. One of the first offensive linemen that, Mario, that Alex Mirabal offered, you know, once he was the offensive line coach at Miami. So I think that that's pretty notable. Uh, he's definitely taken a few trips. I think he's been at um, Mississippi State, uh, Michigan State. Uh, he's been to Georgia a few times, Louisville. Uh, so, you know, he, uh, Madden Zanker is definitely a guy that has been around. He watched Mario Cristobal, uh, you know, being super hands-on with the offensive line for a portion of practice on the opposite side of the field. So I think that's always a good thing for the recruits to see. Uh, Bryson Rogers is another uh, four-star wide receiver out of Zephyr Hills in uh, in Florida. Uh, big, a big kid. I think six foot two, one seventy around there. Uh, has recently been to Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, places like that. So definitely a name to know here in Florida that uh, you know is an intriguing wide receiver. He was down here for the first time, and also a couple guys, just a couple more guys that are you know planning to be at Miami. Uh, Mitchell Agude, the UCLA transfer. He was he's already down in South Florida. He was at Miami's practice on Thursday, and so was wide receiver signee Isaiah Horton. So um, those are probably some of the more notable recruits that were that were at Miami on thursday yeah this is the first time i've really gotten eyes on a good uh definitely impressive body type um on the edge and then i would say the same about isaiah horton being a receiver from tennessee haven't really gotten eyes on him in person that i can remember and he his uh his body type is impressive as well as one of those bigger thicker type of wide receivers so we will leave it on that note uh next practice i think is on saturday we are expecting it to be a scrimmage uh first scrimmage of the spring i think it'll be closed is my impression at this point i'm not even sure if we'll have access media access to the scrimmage um but 
Stay locked onto the website. We will try and give you as much information possible from that scrimmage. Until next time, take care. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire now streaming on Paramount Plus.